You are listening to the Wild Buck Podcast, home of the best deer, exotic, and big game hunting throughout Texas, the U.S., and Mexico. Let's jump right in. Today, we're learning how to tell if a spike will always be a spike with wildlife biologist Macy Ledbetter at the Texas Deer Association Annual Convention in San Antonio. Macy, it's good to talk to you again, sir. It's good to be here, Carlos. Thanks for having me back. And you are at the beautiful JW Marriott, surrounded by uh, deer breeders today. So this is a very good topic that we're talking about today. So I appreciate the opportunity to be here uh, with you again. That old saying, once a spike, always a spike, that's really not accurate, Uh, you know, generally speaking. There there are certainly bucks that remain spikes throughout their life, but generally speaking, uh, it's a very small number. And so typically he starts out as a spike, he ends up as a some type of multi-pointed buck. May may not be the biggest trophy in the pasture, but he's likely not to remain a spike. Um, We've all heard the stories and seen the before and after photos of bucks who started off as spikes, but grew into big tens. How can you tell if a spike will always be a spike, or can he grow to become that big eight or ten? That's a great question, and and there's not a way to predict his antler traits. You know, you can't see his genetics. You can't see his, his genotype is the is the buzzword. And so, what you, most of the time when you see a spike, you're assuming he's a yearling. You know, a very young deer. And so, by letting him get older, there's a there's a much better chance that he's going to you know develop into something as he gets older. So it's it, it's impossible to look at a yearling spike and say, oh, he's only going to have an eight point. Oh, he's only going to be a ten point. That that's not practical. But what we do know is if he's a young deer, then he's got a lot of years ahead of him, a lot of room for improvement. What causes a spike to be a spike? Obviously, genetics is perhaps uh, the biggest issue. Uh, would you say nutrition is second? Uh, yes, sir. I would say nutrition is second, and it might be right up there just with a tie for first because the birth date also has a lot to do with it. In other words, you've heard early early fawns and late fawns, and so that's his age. If, if, he's, if his mother was a doe, fawn or maybe even a yearling that was born born i'm sorry bred late you know maybe february even as late as march well then that poor little fawn is going to be born in in august you know 200 days later and so when you go deer hunting in you know october november and you see that little bitty spike well that's because he's not even you know he's not even uh, uh, six months old uh kind of a deal so a lot of times it's birthdays but oftentimes it's nutrition uh, in the hill country and, and places of really poor habitat, uh, you know, rock and cedar, there's not a lot of quality browse plants, you'll notice that there's a high percentage of your yearling age class are spikes, and that's a function of poor nutrition. You know, their, their, their body's growing, their long, long bones are growing, their organs are growing, and there's just not much nutrition to get out of a, a limestone rock and a cedar tree. So, so antlers are produced with surplus nutrition, and in that situation, there is no such thing as surplus nutrition. In this hunting culture we live in, where growing bigger and bigger deer is the primary focus, is it safe to say we as hunters focus too much on the antlers of our deer, and if we just learn to focus on the body a little more, we would get a lot better at aging and growing deer? 
That's right. That's right. Unfortunately, everybody just looks at the, the antlers and, and bases that on their decision whether to harvest the animal or not. Um, you know, obviously, some people do take into consideration age and body characteristics, but generally speaking, people count the number of points inside to shoot the deer. And, and that's something we need to get away from. Uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife for, for years have implemented antler restrictions, and the antler restrictions are because people focus on their head, on the antlers, and so they're basing it on the number of points and the spread. Well, the real behind-the-scenes story of antler restrictions is to get people to stop shooting young deer, let that deer get one more year older, and he will be a better deer, generally speaking. So you're exactly right. We need to really lower our, our, our eyesight from top of the head to the, to the body, you know. Many hunters cannot fathom a skinny, one-and-a-half-year-old spike turning into a big eight or ten in two or three years. So they take him right away. What would it take for this one and a half year old spike to grow into a big eight or 10? Great question. Two answers, birthdays and good nutrition. So again, you know, he could have been a late born fawn. He could have had a young mother. Uh, he could have been living in a, in a cedar break. And so he's gonna struggle those early on growing teenage years, if you would. So. So yeah, he just needs a couple more birthdays to make him, you know, a three-year-old and improve his nutrition. And as a biologist, you do that by balancing the number of animals on your property, what we call carrying capacity. And so the, the more deer you remove, the, the more native habitat you leave for the remaining deer. So that little old buck, if we went out and shot 20 does, we created a whole lot more groceries for that little buck. And next year, with better nutrition, he very well could be an eight or a 10 point buck. So if we as hunters see a spike on a one and a half year old body, you know he has several years to improve. But if you see a spike on a five and a half or six and a half year old body, more than likely he may always be a spike. Yeah, yeah, you're right. If you see a young spike, I would not shoot him simply because he is a spike. He's a yearling deer is, is just growing. He's just a kid, basically, just a baby. So, so I don't recommend you shoot him. Now, obviously, if it's an older deer, like you said, a four or five-year-old buck, he's mature, his body is finished growing. Uh, he's more of an, a dominant animal, so he has access to good nutrition because of his dominance. And so if that's all he can grow, absolutely, you better harvest that animal as quick as you can. So, you know, pick up the camera and take a picture of that young spike you know, to watch him grow. And then if you saw that four or five-year-old spike, pick up your gun and, and take him out right now. Uh, we were talking earlier, and we are here at the Texas Deer Association Annual Convention. And you mentioned a lot of the breeder deer start off as spikes as well, and they grow into the monsters we see. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that, that's right, Carlos. That Deer breeders that, that I'm familiar with, and, and that's a lot of them, they do not cull or they do not remove or they do not harvest spike yearling bucks. Because again, they know that maybe the mama was sick. So that fetus was, you know, in utero under stressful conditions. Uh, maybe it was a, a, a bad birth. You know, maybe it was a premature deer. And of course, we know that in pens. We know when the doe was bred. We know when the fawn was born, that kind of stuff. And so there's a a lot of evidence that shows that the majority of your spikes 
there's a reason for it and it's not their fault you know again it's lack of nutrition it's their mama was a poor mama their mama was sick uh they they had complications at birth and so that first set of antlers uh you know it's nothing to look at because they they're, they're kind of like say a premature baby or, or or a sickly little baby it just takes them a while to grow out of it so there's there's hundreds of deer breeders here today and none of them that i'm aware of even give a spike buck a second look in other words they're going to let him grow another year because they know that there's 10 or 12 or 15 reasons it's a spike buck and lastly it's likely not genetics so regardless of a spikes on a high fence property or low fence property he has a chance to become a big eight or a big ten Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He has a chance. And so if you're a yearling age class, if you look at your ranch and, and break out just your yearling bucks, let's say you have 10 yearling bucks on the ranch and, and four or five of them are spikes, I would then look at my density, my total population, and question, is that a nutritional spike or a genetic spike? And again, we can't see their genetics, but we can see their their nutrition you know we can see the the browse line or we can see skinny adult deer so if you're concerned about having that many spikes in your yearling age class you likely have a nutrition problem and that could be too many deer on the range that could be you know not enough quality feeders i mean there, there's just a lot of different reasons you could be overgrazing by cattle you know cattle and deer don't really compete with each other until the cattle take all the grass and then they do and so it could be an overgrazing of livestock affecting your survivability your, your your forageability and your nutrition of those young deer therefore they grow slowly and they grow spikes so i would not shoot a spike buck just because he's a spike macy thank you for answering these critical questions that uh we hunters face every season uh, how can listeners get in touch with you to learn more about your wildlife services Carlos, it's always fun to be here with you. I appreciate what you're doing. It's, it's wonderful, and, and you always have my support. You can find me on my website, www.springcreekoutdoors.com. also have a Facebook by the same name, Spring Creek Outdoors. And I've got my contact information on my website and my uh, Facebook page, so I appreciate it. Just uh, look me up. I'll be glad to help anybody any way I can. Thank you for having me. There you have it, a dilemma we hunters face every season. How to tell if a spike will always be a spike. Stay current with Spring Creek Outdoors on Facebook at Spring Creek Outdoors and SpringCreekOutdoors.com. If you enjoyed this, like, comment, share, subscribe, and consider leaving a review on iTunes. Thank you for listening to the Wild Buck Podcast. For more hunting content, information, and photos, follow Wild Buck on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and subscribe to our podcast.